it's just a season it's going to pass yeah. Yeah. and so and i think that's one of the fun part fun it's not so super fun but <laughs> but it kind of is i think for for people like us to be able to say you know what it's just um it's something to work through it's a problem to solve and 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 i do love problem solving if you can look at it that way and think okay what are what are all the different possibilities that i can that i can work through this with and just you know just go for it and not allowing that fear of the unknown to get in the way what's going on guys welcome to the creating wealth podcast where i kyle from kyle curtain real estate interview local top dogs in the real estate investing wealth building and personal finance industries let's build together What's up, guys? The guest on this week's episode of the podcast has an extremely cool story as an investor, an investment-focused agent, an Airbnb host, a house hacker, and lots more. Devin is an absolutely incredible person, always doing great things. In this interview, we get to chat about several topics, including Devin's unreal origin story in the real estate industry, working through problems and having the seasons pass, the true power of genuinely helping people, getting the right tenants in your property, and so much more. There is so much to digest in this episode, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 73 of the Creating Wealth podcast today. We get the great pleasure of chatting with Devin Marshall, an absolutely incredible New Hampshire-based investor-focused agent with the Candor team, a house hacker, an Airbnb host, and so much more. What's going on, Devin? Very glad to have you on. How are you? <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. I'm, I'm privileged to be here. Thank Aww. you for inviting me. <laughs> Hold on a second. We got some, sure. we got some company here. <laughs> Get my glasses on. <clears throat> there we go. I'm so excited, yeah. Devin. Yeah. Thank so, you. you know, to kind of jump right into things, like what got you into real estate? Like if you could, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about your backstory. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest with you, um, I went to uh, went to college to become um, an attorney, and so I was getting ready to graduate from college and uh, with a political science degree and a communications minor, and really not sure what I was going to do with it except maybe go to law school. And uh, my mom said, "Hey, you know, I was thinking about buying a business um, where you did apartment locating, and and back then it was." people would come into your office and they would fill out an application and you help find a place to live. Um, we contracted with apartment complexes and uh, placed great tenants in these complexes. And she was like, you know, I, I was thinking about buying it and, and you can be like sweat equity and I'll put the cash down and, but we have to get our real estate licenses to do it. And so I said, that eh, sounds good. I really hated school. I didn't really want to go to school anymore. And so, um, so I said, okay, mom, that sounds fine. So about a month before I graduated, I started going to real estate school and I lived in the same house um, my whole life. And, and back then I, I had no idea what a realtor was. Like, <laughs> it yeah. sounds like nuts, but I had absolutely no idea. And so um, 
So I went to school, I got my real estate license about a month after I graduated from college. And um, my mom and I started in this business. And so that, that started it out. I started doing the rental part of it, um, just renting places for other owners. And then of course, naturally people came to me and said, hey, would you think about managing? And so <clears throat> me being young and energetic like you, I was like, sure, I could do that. And I had no training or anything, but I was like, yeah, I could do that. So I just started doing, you know, one rental at a time, uh, doing property management. And then um, about a year after I got my license, I had a friend who was a real estate attorney and he said, hey, you want a couple listings? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my mom is my broker and she's like my, she was a numbers, more accountant, um, kind of just a more quiet person. And I was way more of an extrovert so we did really well together and uh so I got my first two listings and one of them was an estate sale and the other one was um a divorce situation and they were both kind of difficult the the estate sale one was like your worst um smelling nightmare when you walk in <laughs> the carpets were horrible and you know they definitely had pets and um, and then the second one, I found out after I listed it and got it under contract, had um, it had a pool that was built over a utility easement. That was a problem. And then it had uh, to be connected to city sewer. That was another problem. And then I found out after I, after I sold it that um, the rates had just gone down and FHA uh, interest rates had just gone down from about 16 to about nine and a half percent. So we were all so happy. Now those, yeah. I know that sounds like so long ago <clears throat> and nine and a half is so high, but back then it was really low. And um, I'd sold it on an FHA uh, loan and the appraisal took six months. Wow. So th those are my very first two listings. And, um, and it was a real great learning experience, <laughs> but I got to the closing on, on the one that had all this, you know, septic and, and sewer hookup and all that. And um, I was sitting there with the, uh, the other agent, the buyer's agent. And I said, this is my first closing. And he was like, what? <laughs> if I would have known, I would have helped you through this. And, and so um, I said, oh, thank you so much. But you know, here we are. And he said, you know what? I'm the trainer at my company, at my real estate company. I would love for you just to come and sit through a training course. Um, because my mom was my broker. She didn't know any more than I knew really yeah. about selling real estate. And so so, so it was really cool. I just felt like God was with me every single step of the way. And I got to go to this office um, with this man named Dale and he let me sit in. And those were the old days where we had uh, uh, Texas Instruments calculators where we had to do all of, the, all of the stuff on the calculator. So we had to learn how to amortize and do all those kind of things. And so he taught me all of it and said, here's how you do a listing. Here's how you do a, you know, all of it. And so- I was just like super, super blessed by that. It was pretty cool. Wow. So that's how I got into real estate. And um, um, I have a lot of other stories that I could share with you another time. But <laughs> so, so then my, I, I got married a few years after I uh, graduated and we ended up, we have five children um, uh, and one son that we adopted. So we have six all together. And um, so I was a mom for a long time. I worked until full-time until my third child was born. And then I went part-time. And then um, 
in 1998, we ended up moving to another town. So um, at that point, I just hung my license in a Century 21 in the mountains uh, mm -hmm. in a little resort community. And um, I was a mama mostly and um, did a little bit here and there. Everybody knew I was a realtor. My friends would call me and say, hey, I want to buy a house. So it was kind of a cool, um, a cool profession to have with, with children. Yeah. And um, I enjoyed that a lot. But then I, I just kept wanting to do investments. And I was like, really, I'd see a house. And my husband was a contractor at the time. And um, he's a pastor now, but, but he was a contractor and a pastor <laughs> in Ridoso. But I, I was like, honey, I find these houses all the time. And they're so cool. And we could buy it and flip it because I can find the house and you can do the work and I can help you design it and we can make a profit. <laughs> and, yeah, I was so excited. My, my parents were very entrepreneurial and they had purchased land and, you know, different things like that and sold them on real estate contracts and made interest on their money. And so my parents had always been like that, but John's hadn't. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, I don't know, I'm, that's like a lot to take on. I don't know about that. <clears throat> so I prayed for about um, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> just a couple maybe, days right <laughs> yeah, maybe 25 years so um so anyway we had always bought our own house that was one thing he did we did do is we bought our own houses and he would add to them and we would we'd do value adds we didn't know what that was called at the time but um we did that we we had purchased uh, three different homes in our married life and um finally about 2016 uh, my mama passed away and left me a little bit of money. And so I said, uh, now we'd been married a long time. We'd been married almost 30 years at that point. So my dreams had been long time coming. And uh, 2017, when my mom's life insurance policy came, I said, honey, I really want to invest some of this. And he, he finally looked at me and he said, go ahead. <laughs> So um, I found a condo, a really great condo in a beautiful neighborhood with pretty low fees. Mm -hmm. And um, we bought it and we rented it out. I'd been doing property management for years. Yeah. And he knew how to do all the repairs and it didn't require very many. So um, we got our first rental and rented it out immediately to a friend's daughter. She took great care of it. Um, her husband was actually like super project oriented and he took all the doors off and took all the hinges off and replaced them all with new ones and painted everything and i was just like this is the this like is awesome. the dream tenant <laughs> yeah dream tenant so then um about a year later that was 2000 um actually i think i bought it 2000 it was 2017 um and then about two years later a man came to me that i was working with and said devin I'm about ready to sell my two condos. You want to buy them? <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, well, tell me yes. about it. <laughs> he was a really good friend of mine. I, I'd worked for him for quite a few years and as a property manager. And he knew I wanted to invest and I hadn't been able to. So he said, I've got three options for you. He said, the first option is you can pay me cash for it. And I said, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> and then, then he said, the second one is you can just get a loan and and buy them that way. Or he said, third, I'll, I'll sell them to you for nothing down and I'll finance it. 
I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> what? Wow. Huh. Let me think about it. And so <laughs> we ended up buying two condos and um, we got them on one note for $150, $150, and so I was like, wow, that's quite the discount. That's a cheap one. (laughs) What a good guy. Yeah, $160,000 for two condos. And and we ended up putting them in Airbnbs and they made quite a profit. Um, So those were our very first investments. We ended up moving to New Hampshire in September of 2019, right after we bought the two condos and uh, the Lord brought us here. My husband's, uh, like I said, a pastor, and we felt very, very confident that he was calling us to move to New England of all places from New Mexico and um, just to bring the hope of, of Jesus to people and just tell them we love them and that he loves them. And so we're like seem, seemingly crazy almost 60 moving (laughs) to a brand new place not knowing anybody we'd never been here before and um and i'm thinking i'm really tired because i've been doing property management and real estate sales for quite a long time and i was pretty pooped out so i got here and uh found out that i could get my license transferred to massachusetts it was reciprocal licensing with new mexico nuts that's just like that's so random yeah yeah, because they're very different kinds of real estate. We don't use the attorneys in New Mexico. And, um, you know, the, the oldest property that I ever sold was about probably in 1940. That was wow. really old in the Southwest. <laughs> and so I come here, I'm like 1780. What? <laughs> you know, it's just crazy. And I'm looking at the basements. We didn't have basements really there. Uh, not not much. And, and I was uh, seeing asbestos and I'm seeing lead-based paint disclosures and smoke you know all these things that we didn't have yeah but anyway I, I did get my license and then I decided I just love real estate I can't not sell it and I got my New Hampshire license I'm actually a broker in New Hampshire oh really um, I got That's awesome. yeah I got to do kind of a grandfathered in sort of thing I took the New Hampshire test but I'm a broker here too so anyway and um so after being here a year we got to buy our first three family and um, we're working on getting a fourth family now. All right. So that's our story. And there's a lot of stuff in between, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's a crazy story. <laughs> Evan, that's absolutely amazing. Like, I, yeah. I don't even know where to start, like to dig in. <laughs> yeah. Going from like, you know, having like the, the very like entrepreneurial, uh, like parents and, and upbringing and everything to, um, yeah, like just just absolutely everything. Like that's like to those like, you know, first getting your foot in the door, like with those yeah. first two listings and then yeah. having them be like extremely complicated and like, yep. you know, just learning like so much, you know, right off the bat. Like that's that's yeah. quite the way to, to get into the game. I, I could imagine. <laughs> it's, it, it was, it really was. But I, I just took it, like you said, I took it as, wow, this is a great experience. You know, if you, if you start off hard, like you have with your multi, it's like, you just, there's not a whole lot you can't do, right? you know, you take it as, as um, that, that's the best kind of learning is experience. So my dad always said that the school of hard knocks was the best, you know, the best teacher. And it's kind of (laughs) true. It kind of is true. Yeah. I'm seeing it more now than um, before I, I bought my house. 
like I, like I understood like the concept of like oh you know like it might you know not be so good like when some of these things hit the fan and like tenants give you a hard time and like yeah I'm like all right you know I'll keep that in mind but like once you actually get into the situation like it's a little bit different you know it <laughs> is like I, it is <laughs> yeah I, I totally um I totally see that now of like you know, just, just kind of like taking a step back, like when something's hitting the fan or like, you know, you have a little like emergency or whatever at a property or, or whatever, and, you know, just staying calm and, yeah. you know, just keeping like the, the long-term vision in mind, you know, and not it like is, freaking out. It's just a season it's going to pass. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I think that's one of the fun part fun. It's not so super fun, but, <laughs> but it kind of is, I think for, for, people like us to be able to say you know what it's just um it's something to work through it's a problem to solve and 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 i do love problem solving if you can look at it that way and think okay what are what are all the different possibilities that i can that i can work through this with and just you know just go for it and not allowing that fear of the unknown to get in the way and i think for my husband that was his that was his issue was he was he was like you know, what if we get in over our heads or what if we get into something that we can't, we can't handle. And, and I just was so sure that we were going to be fine because we both had pretty, you know, the right gifts for it. Yeah. And um, I think that sometimes people, it keeps people from, from doing things that might be really super profitable. It's just that fear of what could happen. And, and so for me, I can say, you know, it took me, um, like 50 over 55 years before I was able to to truly really start my investment dream like I like I had always wanted to do but but it's never too late right. it's never too late to start you just gotta you just gotta jump in and and gosh for you guys there's so many opportunities there's so much financing that you can get into with like very little down yeah and and we can negotiate closing costs and there's it's just, crazy. it's yeah, it like mass housing, New Hampshire housing. There's just so many cool opportunities. And don't you just love it when you can share those with people? Oh, I, yeah. That's like my favorite <laughs> thing. Like, let me help you. I can help you to succeed. You're going to love this. That's been <laughs> one of my favorite parts of, um, you know, being an agent as well as, you know, like just kind of like, you know, networking with some of the people that we, yeah. we talk to on a daily basis, right? Is, you know, when you find out about some of these really cool, like loan products or like, you know, like mass save, like I've been like, you know, preaching mass save, like it's like, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know I need to see what they have here in New Hampshire. Yeah, there's got to be something out there. I, I imagine. Yeah, there must be. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've been telling everybody about it. Like it's, you know, like the, the craziest, like, like most life changing thing in the world. You know, like, yeah. it's just so cool. Like when you find out about some of this, like, you know, lesser known information, and then yeah. you could just tell like everybody and their mother about it. Like, and you oh, just hey, want to like... give it. Yeah, just give it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, it's fun. That reminds me. I think did I think that um, John John and his group, the millennial group, mm-hmm. used the mass the mass savings on the complex that they purchased. Probably. Yeah. I think they did, and I think they saved a lot of money on it. Yeah. It's just it's just super super whatever scale whatever scale you can use it on. It's just so important. Exactly. I was telling, um, I was meeting somebody for coffee yesterday and like, I was telling him about it and, uh, I'm like, Oh, like literally, you know, after doing it once and it's, it's actually kind of funny. So 
when I first wanted to like look into mass save and like how the program worked and like the assessment and everything, I convinced my mom to let me use our single family in Tuxbury as kind of like the <laughs> guinea pig. I'm like, I'll set up everything. Like I'll have the guy out here. I'll meet him. Like I'll take time off of work. Like just don't just sit back. I'm like, I got this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I ended up, you know, having a guy out here and, and we were walking around and like he was, you know, talking about like the heating systems and water heaters and, you know, whole shebang. And, um, you know, he uh, just to kind of see how the program worked, you know, and yeah. like what I did notice was from using it for a single family is mm -hmm. actually drastically different than a multifamily and really? it's it's not like it's it's like worse like the actual assessments themselves and stuff are are very similar mm -hmm. um but the incentives for multifamily can be really crazy like really really crazy. yeah it's it's something crazy and, and don't quote me but i'm pretty sure it's if you need like insulation, like blown in insulation and stuff in a multi, yeah. I'm pretty sure they cover a hundred percent of the financing on it. So it's completely really? free. Like, you know, pick up the phone, like have them out here and well, like, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, and like most people don't know, like you can literally like, you know, and they hook you up with a bunch of like free light bulbs. And I tell people, I'm like, if you get nothing else out of this, I'm like, <laughs> you know they'll give you a bunch of light bulbs and some surge protectors oh i'm like surge gosh. protectors are expensive man i'm like yeah. you know if nothing else like right you know That's and it's crazy. it's unbelievable and like wow. i um i'm going through the process right now uh for having my furnace replaced um with like a heat loan and like, that's something that I've been telling people. And I, I you know, I want to tell more people about it like, as I, you know, finish up the process because it's actually been extremely simple. Yeah. And what it's allowed me to do was I got a quote from my contractor um, to replace my super old and primitive uh, oil fired furnace in my unit. Oh yeah. And it was a pretty decent amount, especially after, you know, putting in a couple oil tanks and, you know, down payment, closing costs. <laughs> yeah, all you those know, it's, expenses it's been a month. you weren't expecting, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a month, you know what I mean? Like I'm already, you know, X amount of dollars in there. But yeah, basically my thing was, was like, oh, well, you know, the, the terminology that um, Mass Save pretty much like um, presents is 0% yeah. interest financing over seven yeah. years. For That's awesome. yeah, yeah and like there's a bunch of different banks and stuff that do it like if you go on their website they have like you know a whole list of different banks like all over the place um it's a lot of like credit unions and like more local banks yeah and uh i noticed that my credit union in tuxbury was on there and i've been with them for years so i'm like oh you know i called them up and everything and they're like oh yeah we, we do that all the time they're like the only thing is is we do it on five-year terms instead of seven I'm like, I don't care. That's perfect. Oh, we'll that's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care about two years. I'm like, whatever, whatever. Because my thing was, Devin, was I'm like, I have at least a couple other, I have like a fuse box I have to replace in my unit. Got a, a pretty fat quote for that. Um, you know, and then like, if anything else hits the fan, hopefully not, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to be able to keep my liquidity. And uh, I was yes, like, oh, absolutely. well, I wonder if I could use mass save to space out this um it was it was a little over six grand i'm like to you know space out this six thousand dollars over yeah. the five years and not have it cost me anything to borrow the money i'm like so then you know i can have them install this next week yeah get the rebate added in there because that's something too is like depending on your equipment um yeah. you'll get like a rebate for you know getting a new product installed we actually yeah we actually are are getting a 
we bought um, five different uh, split units. Yep. Heating and air conditioning got rid of our 1950. <laughs> 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 was, but yeah, so we get to claim that on our taxes and get a good rebate, I hope. Exactly. We'll yeah, yeah, and like that's the thing is like, you know, if you get something like that or like Mass Save, <clears throat> they do um like water heaters, boilers, furnaces, uh yeah. single pane windows. They do a little bit with knob and tube too. I haven't looked enough into it, but there's some yeah. kind of program like to help out with um getting that rewired. I don't I don't know enough about it, but there's a Jeez, little bit that's on the just great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. That's super good. Yeah, like. So like being able to do that has been, has been really huge. And like the process again, knock on wood has been extremely smooth. Um, you know, working with the contractor, like they've used mass save before, like they give yeah. me a quote and then, um, you know, the equipment that they have to put in has to be a minimum like efficiency, yeah. um, you know, for like mass save and like the, back right. to it, has, it. it has to make sense. It's exactly. going to have to be an energy saver and yeah. yeah exactly you know so like they did that and then i sent that to mass save and they approved it and then i went over to the bank in tooksbury and filled out the application yeah. and hopefully they're going to approve it and then <laughs> they basically cut me a check i tell the contractors to do the job give the check to the contractors and yeah. then mass save has like an inspector come out and, and just double check that everything went well wow. and yeah. now i just pay the credit union back so instead okay. of having it be you know six grand right now and taking a right. nice fat chunk out of my bank account yeah it's like 93 bucks a month and wow. with no interest you that's know? that's it's that's <laughs> yeah and you and you have your cash to do with what you want exactly yeah. Yeah. you know and now it's it it's crazy sense. yeah mm-hmm. and like it's just one of those things like a lot of people you know might have heard of massive but like never used them or like yeah. you know maybe like never even heard of them and like these kind of programs like can change lives. Like what if, you know, like oh, next, yeah. Like what if all of a sudden, you know, the boiler goes out and now I need mm-hmm. to get that replaced or like, you know, and our pipe burst. Thousands. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a lot. That's a big chunk. Yeah. yeah. So like so one good. thing that, one thing that I've been absolutely like, just like straight up, like preaching to everybody is, you know, especially when you're going to buy a house, I mean, with life in general, but you know, buying a property, whether it's a house sack yeah. or a single family or a rental or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you have a good amount of reserves. You got to have some reserves. Yeah, yeah it's true. It is you true. You never know, you know, when things are going to happen. And I think especially with multis, because you have a lot more opportunity for things to go wrong, especially if you have multiple furnaces. Yep. And, and those are some of the things that I really tried to have my, my, um, focus on for my investors too is like let's look and see the age of the roof look and see the age of the heaters have any of them been updated because that's really valuable you know those kind of things are super valuable our our three family even though it had a 1950 uh, furnace on one of the units <laughs> it had you know all new windows all newer it had a newer roof it had newer hot water heaters um it, it was just it was just good bones new yeah. newer um siding and um, those are the kind of things that can cost you so much money. Oh, yeah. But gosh, with Mass Save, I'm going to have to find out what the New Hampshire um, products there are. I'm sure there must be some products here, but I'll have to figure that out. Maybe you can help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get one of my one of my investors who are the who are the. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Enneagrams. 
Uh, the, oh the Enneagram five is a, is the person who loves to do research. So I, I have a friend who does that. Nice. And she's, she's an investor here. You met her. I think my friend, Aaron, oh, she's yeah. an investor yep. here in New Hampshire. I'm going to have to say, Hey, you need to look into this. Let's, let's do this together. <laughs> so she just bought a house that was, um, 1875. Wow. Be- it's a beauty. It's a gorgeous house. But, um, anyway, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. How long do we go? Um, it's pretty much however long you, you would like to go. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm loving it. I just, I don't want to take too much of your time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel you, Devin. I, I do have a, a couple questions for you. Sure. I'm pretty interested. I, I like to ask everybody and usually the answers are, you know, a little, at least a little bit different from person mm-hmm. to person. It's, it's always fun. <laughs> so how do you define wealth? Oh gosh. I, <laughs> That's I usually the ever, common response. <laughs> I, yeah. I haven't ever been um, money driven. That's not ever been uh, anything that drives me. Yeah. So I, I would say someone who is um, very wealthy has um, family and um, for me, relationship with the living God. Yeah. Um, but um, people, people being more important than things. I think that's probably the wealthiest you can be is if you have people that, that you love and that love you. Like that's, that's my, my probably top sign of wealth. And for me, I think if, if those things are the most important things to you, then all the rest comes, you know, it, it all, it all comes. I totally agree with you, Devin. Like it's, especially in like the real estate sphere, like the amount of, you know, the amount of opportunities that open up from like just building like genuine relationships and like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's crazy. And then, you know, all of a sudden, like you just go out, you know, cause it's a lot of fun and like, you know, like making friends and like helping people, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you find a deal like, Oh, actually like this guy, I was just talking to him the other day. Like he might like this and just like playing that connector role. And like, yeah, like you're right. All of a sudden, you know, just from having fun and like, you know, having those relationships and stuff, mm-hmm. everything else comes later. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really interesting. It's like, I can't even put it into words. Like, you know, cause I mean, like, you know, all of us like have to make a living. I mean, it's like, it, it is what it is, but like, it's, it's <laughs> one of the necessary things in life. Yeah, <laughs> it is, <laughs> yeah. you know, but like, just like, if you're just focused on, like you said, like, if you're just focused on the dollar and like being driven by that, like it's, it's probably not going to happen, you know, because like then you'll start to make decisions and, and completely void, um, you know, like what you were just saying and like start to pick like money over relationships. And then like people start to catch wind of that. And like, yeah. you know, people are getting hurt. And then all of a sudden, you know, because you're shooting for the dollar, like now everything's really negative in a different area, you know, so it's yeah. like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> and it's I think it's a struggle. I mean, because yeah. because, you know, we can say, oh, yeah, that's the most important thing to me. And like, but I think we I think in life, because we have to have money, it's always a struggle. Yeah. It's it's not it's not never a struggle. But for me, the times that I've been able to say, you know what, I know you need to sell your house because you're going through some really hard times. Yeah. And you just bought it like three years ago. And, and this is like, maybe when the market wasn't so good, yeah. um, you know what, I'm just going to help you because, because you just really need to get out of this. And even during times where maybe I was a little strapped yeah. because 
those are just more important. But then there are other times where, where, you know, I, I feel maybe compelled to um, give somebody a discount, but I just don't want to, cause I want the money. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think exactly. they're just like real life decisions that you have to struggle through and check your heart on. And for yeah. me, I'll just go, you know what? Cause for me, I feel compelled by the Lord many times just, you know, like I'll just hear a whisper in my heart, like you need to do this. And, and I, sometimes I have to just, instead of holding on like this, yeah. I just have to go, okay, Lord. All right. Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> and, and, and when I do, it's always just better. And there's just such freedom that comes from giving freely. And uh, so, yeah, anyway, I totally agree with you, Devin. Like, just like finding that balance and like, you know, situation by situation. And like, just, I was telling, um, telling the guy that I met the other day, like what I've realized about some of like the very, very successful people, um, even like around us is like some of the people who have been like the most successful are the ones who like just genuinely help people out the most. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I've, I've seen it in, in quite a few people, you know, at, at this point and it's um it's just kind of one of those traits where like oh you know like if you just like want to see people succeed and like support them and like all right like we're playing this game together like let's let's crush this and like yeah it's it you know it makes you feel good like it helps them out like it makes them feel good like everybody I think it's way more fulfilling than just than just trying to trudge along on your own and being afraid of everything um yeah I I think it's way more fulfilling yeah I've seen a lot of that too with people in our in our group yeah <laughs> I really do yeah. it's it's just so wholesome like yeah it's our heartwarming it I guess you could say yeah truly <laughs> <laughs> I agree I agree Devin what is your best piece of advice to new investors that want to start and manage their rental portfolio or even like just get started in general yeah um well because of my many years of property management I would go probably this direction with it sure. is don't be worried about getting that um, that investment if you're buying a multi um, and you're going to do your own management. Don't be really concerned as much with getting that warm body in that place, mm-hmm. but rather get be really, really concerned about getting the right person in there. And if it means you have to leave your place vacant for a month or two to yeah. find the 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 quality tenant, the one who has excellent references, um, has fairly good credit, has good job security. They've been in their job for a while. They haven't sw- just moved around a lot. And they may maybe even have, this is what I always looked for, was um, really good references from their last landlords that said, yeah, they kept a really nice house. I always like to listen for those that they said, oh, she was Mrs. Clean. I'm like, good, I want yes. that one. <laughs> yeah, so I think that would be my, my biggest um, recommendation to somebody was don't just rent to a warm body because you want to get that money coming in because that person might cost you way more money than it did to wait a month or two. I love that so much. That's that's so yeah. valuable. It's super, super valuable. And, and that, you know, and that came through experience. Exactly. Uh, yeah. One of my first rentals that I did, um, I uh, rented to a lady, her husband was an engineer, they were moving to Albuquerque, had um, lots, plenty of money, good job, you know, stability. And um, she was like a hoarder, I found out afterwards. It was like, (laughs) I didn't do my due diligence, I should have done better. (laughs) Well, that was a good, a good 
for me, a, a really good lesson learned. It's like, okay, I'm going to wait. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. And then, like you said, I think the other really great pieces, you know, you can have a good plumber, have a good electrician, have a good handyman or be able to do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. I love yep. that. How was yep, that on, the... with like the Airbnbs? Like, um, you know, when it comes to like, I'm not too familiar with Airbnb. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. But like when it comes to like, like, is there ways to like vet, um, like the people that want to like, you know, rent like a room there or is it more dependent yeah. on like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My kids, um, uh, my, my daughter, Makaya, she, she's a, a researcher and, um, she and her husband, they started listening to bigger pockets way before I had ever heard of it. So they have, they, they're like super on top of things like that. <laughs> and uh, they do my management for my Airbnbs. I, I only have one left. I didn't tell that part of the story, but, um, but I, I made a really good profit on two of my, two of my um, condos and um, reinvested, but that's another story for another day. But um, so my daughter, Makaya actually figured out through, uh, we did have one tenant that was um kind of not a great tenant we found some messes and they had tons of um empty alcohol cans and bottles and stuff um but we we decided that we weren't going to rent to anybody without any reviews like that that we were just going to make that one of our our foundational um yeah criteria and so so they also put a party um a party clause in our rules and said we want you to read through this and if you can agree to this then we'll consider you and so those were the two things with airbnbs because you can't really take an application but um and you don't want to push somebody away um that you know that's only going to be there for three or four days they're not going to be as invested as if they were doing a long-term rental so um so those were the two things that i think that they just really do well is they they're really good communicators they let people know we don't typically rent to people without any reviews and then also if you're coming in um you know for the week for ski season because that was the those are the rougher times when you have groups coming to ski and they all want to just pile into one small unit you know (laughs) and save money um and uh, party all night we would have to really just um, do it that way, but it they've done, we've done very well, super well. I think we've only had a couple of uh, touchy things. We, we had a real scary um, experience um, probably about a month ago. Oh, it was actually, yeah, maybe November or December mm-hmm. um, where my cleaners hadn't checked some of the drawers in the condo and um one of our guests came in and went upstairs and found their two-year-old with a gun. It was, um, it was horrifying. Oh my God. Um, it was horrifying for all of us. Yeah. And so I think someone had traveled with their firearm, put it in the, in the um, drawer next to the bed. We think it might've been in the drawer. It might've been under the bed. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and um, thank God they found it. Um, I mean, there's things that can happen. Yeah. Thank God we we caught it. We had a police officer. My son-in-law lives there. So he took a policeman over. They grabbed the firearm, took it to the police department. We, you know, created a um, police report and we fully refunded the guests yeah. <laughs> and, and sent them. They left early. It was kind of very traumatic for all of us. Yeah. But um, we had to go through some some 
interviews with Airbnb, like, hey, what's going on? You're not supposed to have firearms on your property. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we, we could we could lose our super host status. Um, it was, it was really alarming and, uh, very scary, but it all ended up. Okay. My son-in-law handled it very well. Mm -hmm. And, um, my son-in-law, my other one, who's the manager, he he lives in Colorado. Um, but from afar, he did a a super job and we retained our, our super host status. Um, but yeah, so there, there are all kinds of things that you learn along the way. So now we, all all of our cleaners have to check all the drawers and under the beds every time they clean and make sure that everything is, you know, top notch, Yeah. but yeah. So the joys of real estate investing, (laughs) that was a little, yeah, that was a little scary. That was a little scary. So yeah. Anyway, so now we're down to one Airbnb and I guess I'll just share real quickly um, so we, those were the, um, we've done, um, house hacking where we lived in the house and, and, and fixed it up and added value and, um, remodeled and, um, and that was what we really figured was our, re, our, uh, retirement when we were younger. Yeah. Um, cause John wasn't into investing at that point. And so, <laughs> so that was what we did, but you know, that is a type of investing and, um, so anyway, we sold our first condo um, in 2020 and uh, decided we needed to reinvest it. And we came out with about, I think, $85,000 profit in just a couple of years, which was on a seller um, finance. Not deal. so bad. <laughs> yeah, that was not no so big bad. deal, right? <laughs> and, um, and so I was, I was very happy with that. And so, so this is kind of a funny story because so we were looking for a flip. Because John was like, yeah, we could do a flip here, except that there was like nothing on the market that we found that was reasonable enough to do a flip. And so, um, so we're looking, looking, looking. And finally, um, you know, John Bombacci came up with this, this uh, syndication that he was doing in Lowell. And he had this 132 unit complex that he decided he's going to syndicate and offer to investors to, to um, buy a share. And so John went with me one day to a Pines of Properties um, meetup, which I love going to. Those are the most fun. And um, I've met so many really cool people there. But anyway, so John hears about it. My husband, John, hears about it. And he's like, he's the one that brings up to me. He's like, why don't we do that with our money? I was like, what? Is this you? (laughs) Are you sure? Who is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But... Who are through you? the years, yeah, I'm through the years. Whenever my husband comes up with something that's totally out of character for him, I have to know that God's probably speaking. <laughs> so, um, so we ended up doing investing that way as well. Now, so we have a passive investment. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, which which I've never done either, and I don't understand it all, but I trust <laughs> I trust the investors who did it. Of course. Um, and um, we got our first check this month. Our all first. Right. Uh, dividend check it was like it's a little just a little bit but you know we'll stick that away for a new investment we'll just stick it into a little account or maybe we'll buy some precious metals with it i don't know Who so knows? many options yeah <laughs> yeah and then we just sold our we just sold one of our other condos um we bought it for seventy five thousand. we sold it for one hundred and fifty seven thousand. um just uh two years later What's a year like and a half, two hundred yeah. something percent return or something That's crazy. Huge. <laughs> I don't yeah, even know how to huge. Do the math. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was just like really super cool. Yeah. But um, so now we're looking um, 
to put it into the four family that we that we have a contract on. All right. Yeah. So That's we'll amazing, see. Devin. It is. You can do a lot even if you start old. <laughs> <laughs> You're not old. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, always a great time to be invested in real estate. It is always. It's just always. it's fun. It's really fun. Anyway, yeah. So That's that was amazing. my that, that was those are my stories. <laughs> Some of them. I always have more stories. So you can you, you have to come for another taco night. We'll have more stories. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um our last but not least question, Devin. Uh, do you read and what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone? Or like a podcast or like however you like to um, like to consume? <laughs> well, I'll have to be honest with you. I haven't ever been a big reader. And um, I, I love to listen to audiobooks. So I would say um, probably the <laughs> the only book that I've read real estate wise, um, besides the Bible, the Bible has a lot of very practical information in it, um, is uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I, I really love that book. Um, I listened to it on, on audio and it was unaudible. It was, it was really fun. And I think that was one of the things that kind of got me, kind of got me excited. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I listened to a lot of different audio books, um, but that was probably my favorite. Yeah. Yep. That one definitely sticks out that, uh, that one got me hooked into this kind of world as well. <laughs> yeah. It's just really good. And then I looked back at my parents and I thought, you know what, they were they were had came from very um, slim means, um, but they they started little bit at a time and started buying like a piece of land with a trailer on it and then fixed it up and sold it and and I I had forgotten that my mom and I in our business had purchased a duplex um, many years ago. So I actually my first my first investment property was when I was in my probably early thirties and I wow. totally forgotten about it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So wow. anyway, that's, that's incredibly interesting, Devin. You have yeah. quite the story. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> A lot of things I'm not sharing. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. fun. That's fun. So where on um like social media can you be found or like contacted, like you know, on the agent side, investor side, whatever you want to share. <laughs> I think I think really just through um Candor Realty, um, probably I'm not a whole, I, I have my own personal, um, social media, yeah. but yeah, I just, I've, Oh, I've never done a whole lot of that. Mostly. I just, um, I just love people and I, people tell people about me in work and yeah. in, in business. And so, um, Devin Marshall on Facebook and, um, Instagram, but, but through candor realty, probably, sure. um, yeah, I love I love New Hampshire. I I am so so happy that I get to be a realtor in New Hampshire. Um, been here just two years and it just feels like home. It's just <laughs> it's just the most wonderful place in the world. I love it. So um, yeah, anybody that's looking New Hampshire, just call me. Um, Definitely reach out to Devin, guys. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's it's my favorite. So. Yeah. And, and you're my favorite too. Aww. I just, I always tell people about you. Right I'm, I'm always gadget. talking about Kyle. I'm like, I love Kyle. He's just one of my favorites. So thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed this. It's been quite a pleasure, Devin. Thank yeah. you so, so much for coming on here. That was, that was absolutely amazing. It was fun. <laughs>
It Thanks, really Kyle. Was. I will talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you so, All right. so much again. Sounds good. You take care. <laughs> Stay warm. <laughs> you All too. Right. Bye-bye. All right, guys. That concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully, you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.